Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Tuesday, May 24th, 2022. Well, I want you to picture the scene. It's early in the morning. The sun is is coming up and this group of women is on their way towards a tomb, a tomb that holds the body of the one that was their teacher, their rabbi, one they thought was to be the the Messiah. But a couple days previously, they, they saw him brutally beaten and crucified. And now they go to anoint his body. Imagine the sadness in their hearts as they walk that path to the tomb. And even they discuss amongst themselves, how are we going to get this big stone out of the way? But when they get there, they find the stone has been rolled away. They are told by angels that Jesus is alive. There's nothing more amazing than Easter morning, than the morning of Resurrection Sunday, and certainly uh, nothing more amazing than the first uh, Resurrection Sunday. And I hope you feel a bit of that excitement every year as you wake up or head to church on Easter morning to celebrate that Jesus is alive. But it's helpful to put yourself in the sandals of those first uh, Easter Sunday, uh, those that experienced the first Easter Sunday. Uh, Imagine just the pain that they had gone through. Imagine just the emotional trauma and suffering that they had experienced to see Jesus betrayed, to see him beaten, to see him crucified. And imagine then the the grief turned to joy. What kind of joy must that have been? And in fact, you, you see, you're going to see today, it's not only just joy, that there's, there's fear involved because they, they don't quite understand what is going on. I mean, put yourself again in their shoes. You know, they, they don't think they were expecting someone to rise from the dead. That's not the norm of human experience. And even though they'd seen Jesus do that, all right? So as we think through what they experienced, though, I do want us to highlight one, one phrase that comes up here, though this was foretold. This should not have been a complete surprise to them because Jesus had said, uh, no, this was going to happen. Uh, let's, let's read the account in Matthew 28. Today we're looking at Matthew 28, 1 through 8, Mark 16, 1 through 8, Luke 24, 1 through 12, and John 20, 1 through 10. All the initial accounts of the resurrection story. It says in Matthew 28, Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee, and there you will see him. And so it says that they departed with fear 
and great joy, right? Just imagine that wonder that they must have had. But the angel there even says he is risen just as he said. And we see that Jesus had told his disciples, he had taught his disciples that he was going to rise again in the gospel of Luke. It says in verse six, he is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee, that the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise. And they remembered his words and returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the 11 and to all the rest. Uh, So there he even specifically refers back to Jesus saying, no, he's going to be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise. So just as we consider the resurrection and try to put ourselves uh, kind of in that experience and what, what the joy, what the fear must have felt like, one thing I want us to think about is that phrase, just as he said. Jesus rose again just like he said that he would. That reality should alter your perspective today. It should remind you Jesus does what he says he's going to do. And there is no greater evidence of that than the fact that he called his own shot. He predicted his own resurrection from the dead. And that's where, well, we we now can look back at that, but we need to be affected by that. And that should affect you today uh, because Jesus has also said, I am coming back. Well, we should know, hey, I'm not going to be surprised when that happened. I'm going to say, Jesus has come back just like he said he would uh, because Jesus does what he says. And when it comes to today, I know Jesus will do what he says And one verse that came to mind just reading the resurrection account was 1 Corinthians 15, 58, which says, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Uh, There we're reminded, hey, whatever you're doing today for the Lord, keep going, excel in it, abound in it, knowing that in the Lord, your labor is not in vain. Why? Well, what's 1 Corinthians 15 is all about the resurrection. And so we can press on in serving the Lord because of the resurrection, because Jesus rose just like he said. And therefore, when he tells me that my labor for the Lord is not in vain, I can know just like he said. So, I hope that the resurrection impacts your perspective today and reminds you Jesus does what he says and that that encourages you to abound in the work of the Lord. And I hope even though, well, it's not Easter today, I hope you have some of that joy and some of that excitement as you read these accounts of the resurrection of Jesus Christ today. Now, in the Old Testament today, we look at 1 Chronicles 6, which uh, goes through uh, really a list of a lot of the Levites, the the tribe of Levi that was dedicated to serving the Lord in the temple. You even see some of the family of Aaron. And and again, it doesn't comment much on this, but I just couldn't help but notice that a couple of the sons of Aaron that are listed there didn't end up making it because they... um, 
and they offered this unauthorized or strange fire, the scripture says, and, and they were struck down. We read about that in Leviticus. So even, again, continue as you look at these genealogies, it should bring back some of the things that we've already read this year and some of the lessons of those things for us. Uh, but let's look at the psalm we're reading today, Psalm 93. And let me just read this short psalm for us. It says, The Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed. He has put on strength as his belt. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. Your throne is established from of old. You are from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their roaring mightier than the thunders of many waters, mightier than the waves of the sea. The Lord on high is mighty. Your decrees are very trustworthy. Holiness befits your house, O Lord, forevermore. And so there, this is a psalm really on the sovereignty of God. He reigns. His throne is established. And that's where this actually should fit nicely for us with the resurrection. God does what he says he will do. If God says, hey, the Savior, the Messiah is going to rise again. Guess what's going to happen? He's going to rise again. God does what he wants. And that's where verses three and four, it talks about the floods have lifted up. The floods have lifted up their voice. Um, I doubt this is referring to literal floods, but I think a picture maybe just of the noise of this world or the, the ragings of this world, because then verse four, it goes on to say mightier than the thunders of many waters, mightier than the waves of the sea. The Lord on high is mighty. Whatever noise the world makes, we serve a God who is stronger. We serve a God who is greater. He reigns. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. He reigns. And I hope that that, again, complements these passages on the resurrection today, that we would have a confidence today in the victory of God, in uh, the sovereignty of God that motivates us to trust God and to live for him and to do what he says because we know he reigns. Uh, He rose again. He is coming again. And so I hope these passages on uh, just the reality of the first Resurrection Sunday and the sovereignty of God really change our perspective and shape our perspective today about the kind of God that we serve. And I hope this just really shoots you out into today to say, I'm going to live for him. I'm going to abound in the work of the Lord because it's not going to be wasted because Jesus is alive, because God is on the throne and he is mightier than the thunders of many waters. So I will continue to live for him and out of faith in him today. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.